The Die Hard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Welcome, everyone, to the Die Hard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. What a game. What a win. A statement game. A statement win, not only for the Philadelphia Eagles as they destroyed Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings 24 to 7, but also for Mr. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts can't throw the deep ball. Where are they at now? Jalen Hurts can't roll out to his left. Where are they now? Jalen Hurts can't win in the air. Where are they now? Where are the doubters? They got nothing on my boy. Rare breed slash untamed. Rob, great win. Oh, fantastic. I mean, you know, it was a great game if it was a Monday night game and I didn't even have trouble staying awake. So, <laughs> um, but no, in, in all seriousness, I think it was a statement game for Jalen Hurts. Clearly it was, uh, you know, uh, his best performance to my eyes by far. Um, it just seemed like he was throwing with anticipation. He wasn't running just for the sake of running. He was spreading the ball around. He was dealing, um, Kudos to the offensive coaching staff. Um, I think they put together a great game plan. I mean, it just seemed like the guys were, you know, I don't want to take it away from Hertz because I think he was throwing great, but the guys were also just wide open. So whatever they were doing scheme-wise was working as well. It, it was just fantastic. I mean, it, it was an amazing night. Top to bottom, it was just a nonstop thrill ride of of them just looking awesome. Uh, Justin, walk us through. How is how is uh I know you had, uh, I was talking to you earlier in the day. It was like a dream day. Fortunately, you were a little ill, had to take uh, time off from work. Uh, but how was your, how was your day? How was watching the game? Yeah. I mean, uh, I was, but you know, it, it kind of worked out because the game out here in Hawaii, two thirty, so would have still been at work, but you know, sickness has come. What can I say? <laughs> so, uh, you got to take care of your health. Stop so the spread. I, I did. It was a uh, it was a good day. I uh, got to watch the game, and as Rob pointed out, I mean, Hertz really a statement game for him. Uh, his best game for us by far. I feel like I know he's thrown for more yards in the past, but he just seemed to have complete control of especially that first half of football. I know things changed up the second half, especially for our offense. But you play a little bit of differently when you have the lead, and I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but also our defense. I mean, they, they came to play. They showed up. It was Kirk Cousins under the lights. We had that going for us, but it was nice just to see us take advantage of that, especially in some situations where they were in the red zone and we were able to get some turnovers. Yeah, I mean, it, just a, a complete game from the defense as well. They were getting pressure. Uh, you know, they were blitzing. There were some zero blitzes. They were creating turnovers. Uh, they picked off Kirk Cousins three times. I mean, one of my favorite stats is uh, when uh, Justin Jefferson was being covered by Darius Slay. He was targeted five times. He had one reception. Darius Slay had two. He could have had another one uh, at may- maybe three, maybe even four. He was just everywhere. Is making great uh, jumps on the ball. 
I mean, Rob, you barely got a, you barely got off one, maybe two fire Gannon texts in the entire game. I know. I, I'll look, I'll give him a week reprieve. I think, you know, <laughs> look, there was very little to complain about. Slay played uh, an amazing game. I mean, to shut down Jefferson and uh, which was great because, you know, he had some comments earlier in the week of how he's so much better off being in Minnesota or, you know, something along those lines. And then to just come in here and get totally shut down uh, was great. I mean, there's not much to complain about with Gannon. Um, you know, if I had to nitpick, which I will, um, <laughs> you know, the only thing that still troubles me is there was a few plays where I saw Reddick dropped back into coverage. I still just don't think that's his strength. We need him rushing the passer. Um, but, you know, in the grand scheme of things, that's a pretty small complaint coming off of this game. Yeah, it, it really just um, that it just makes no sense. I mean, that it, I really can't wrap my head around it. There are a ton of uh, great stats, great nuggets. This felt like um, a, a historic game and in a lot of ways it was. I mean, you know, a lot of the stats were comparable to when uh, Michael Vick went off on the Redskins uh, back in the day there. I think that was 2010 and, and just completely lit it up. But uh, Justin, any any particular stats, nuggets, there are plenty from the win uh, that you particularly enjoyed as the Eagles took care of the Vikings. Yeah, I, I like the hurt stats. I, lo- I love Slay's stat there against Jefferson, but I, I think I'm just going to go with, you know, points here. The Eagles had 62 points now through two games. It's the sixth most in franchise history. I mean, <clears throat> if you're scoring, you're going to win games. So I, I think I want to go with that. The other thing I'd like to add, too, is, you know, this game, we could have scored more points potentially if we had been a little bit more aggressive. So 62 is actually, I think, a little bit conservative. Yeah, I mean, that's a crazy thing. We were in the second half of that game. We, it, it was weird. We didn't score. Neither team scored in the second half, but we really certainly controlled the game, moving up and down the field. There obviously was that blocked field goal. I mean, that was the only time I thought, oh shit, the Vikings might have a chance in this game is when they blocked that field goal. And you can't give them the player of the game because Darius Slay <laughs> and Jalen Hurts played so well. But Aaron Sipos, making that tackle from behind that is a that is not an easy tackle to make especially um if you're a punter so shout out to Sipos possibly I, saving uh, you know if they score there I, I don't know if they win the game but that's certainly a huge momentum taking a quick break to talk about win bet hey you can bet $100 and get a $100 free bet over at win bet New York, New Jersey. I know there are tons of Eagles fans there. That is uh, New Jersey, especially South Jersey. Come on, Eagles Nation, stand up. Head over to WinBet, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. Get a uh, build-your-own-bet, same-game parlay feature. That is super fun, uh, great for maximizing your profits during Eagles games. And again, uh, lots of fun odds for the Eagles you can get it over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet right now over at win bet. If you're looking to get down on the Eagles, they're laying six and a half against the commanders total sitting at 47 and a half. So get in, get over there, get your free bet, support the podcast. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by Fubo TV. 
You want complete coverage of college and pro football with the NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K at no extra charge? You got to go Fubo TV, live sports and entertainment for the fraction of the price of cable and love it. The cloud-based DVR is really sweet. So you can record your shows, uh, watch them anywhere. Highly, highly recommend it. And you get the free trial, Fubo TV, free for seven days and 15% off your first month because I know you're going to love it. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. Also brought to you by Odds Trader. Odds Trader is the your one-stop shop to compare odds from all the major books. Get all the key player stats, game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather. They got it all, and you can get it over at oddstrader.com slash bluewire, O-D-D-S, trader.com slash bluewire, oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. And we're back on the Die Hard Eagles podcast. Oh, absolutely, Sean. I think it, it completely shifts the game. It puts Philly fans, especially in the stadium, in a woe is me attitude. We can we can turn on, the, you know, on a dime. And uh, I think it really does change the momentum and, and potentially with the way our defense have played previously, you know, I could see us having some issues. Um, and then what happens to Hertz is great game. If God forbid, we end up losing last night, even if he plays and has the same stats. Yeah. I think yeah. the the other thing that shouldn't be understated from this game is, I mean, we held Dalvin cook to like six carries for 17 yards, um, yeah. which is funny. Jalen Rager had as many yards as uh, Dalvin cook. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the, it, look, he's a good running back and, and to hold him to 17 yards. I don't know why they only gave it to him, you know, six times, I guess, cause they were playing from behind, but um, you know, that's a great stat as well. And, and I'm going to give you my stat, Sean, uh, and I'm going to give a little kudos to Gannon on this uh, surprising, but you know, one thing I think that was clear and what we've been calling for is he was much more aggressive yesterday. He was blitzing. Um, and I saw one stat, I think from Baldy that the Eagles had four blitz zeros on the same drive. Um, I mean, when's the last time we saw that from Gannon? I think we've been calling for those blitzes for so long. And, and, you know, yesterday he finally brought it and I, you know, I think it worked. Obviously we got pressure on cousins, created turnovers, um, you know, so I hope we see more of that going forward. Yeah, no, it was, it was refreshing. I mean, you don't have to send it all the time, but at least kind of work it in there. And man, I, I, I wouldn't, you know, the the Vikings fans must have felt what we were feeling a lot last year, where their cornerbacks and their their coverage and Troy Aikman even on the broadcast kept pointing out like they were just sitting back in coverage and really letting the Eagles pick them apart. And then you throw in that deep shot uh, that hurts hit. I mean, I love the fact that he's had back to back games with fifty plus yard touchdowns. That's huge for his confidence. And then this nugget again, you know, obviously everyone's saying, Oh, he can't throw the ball. He can't be a true passer. Hertz became only the 17th quarterback in NFL history and the third youngest to complete 84% of his passes and throw for at least 330 yards in a game. Uh, other people that have done it, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Kurt Warner, Johnny Unitas. Now I'm not going to compare Jalen hurts to those guys, but Sean thinks he's better. I think you're getting there. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah. I mean, he's better than most of those guys. I'm, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk down. I did try and rile up our, uh, our, uh, our hurts hater friend uh, by saying, who would you rather have Justin Herbert or Jalen hurts? Now I was kind of joking because yeah, Justin Herbert obviously is a better quarterback, but 
Yeah, Justin Herbert, you know, the the win loss isn't as good as as it should be for a guy who um has that good of an arm. And Hertz was always a gamer, always a guy that can pick up first downs with his legs. And now he seems to have taken his passing to another level. It's just it's just a super exciting time. Um, and the crazy thing, shout out to Win Bet and a lot of these other sports books. Now um it's like Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and then uh, Jalen Hurts as the third uh, lowest MVP odd. So that's that's kind of getting crazy. Yeah, ask you guys. I, um, oh, go ahead, Justin, if you want to go first. But I, I just want to kind of throw it back. Are you concerned at all that we scored no points in the second half? I mean, you know, we scored 24. Obviously, we started amazing, but there were a couple instances where the Vikings were kind of one score away and and threatening where it felt like dangerously the game could get close again. And, um, you know, I I still would like to see them be a bit more aggressive in the second half. I think even Hertz said that in his in his uh, press conference. There's plenty to work at on on finishing strong, Um, you know, 24 points is 24 points. But, um, you know, I I felt at times they let them hang around enough that if they would have got one of those scores or didn't or you didn't get one of those turnovers, the game could have got interesting again. Yeah, absolutely, Rob. I, I agree 100% with you. I think it is a major concern. I think the other thing, too, that was concerning is, I mean, the offensive line still isn't quite what you expected it to be. My lot had a hold. I think we had eight penalties total. Um, Down the field penalties were driving me nuts. Yeah, nuts. Uh, I know all eight weren't against the offense, but a majority were. So the offensive execution, and as you pointed out, in the second half was a little concerning. I mean, luckily we had the defense bail us out for the most part. You know, three turnovers is huge. Um, but it, it would be nice if we could have executed more. We were also a total of, I think on third downs, we were seven out of 13. So that's a number that you'd like to see a little bit better. But, you know, you kind of gloss over when we win the way that we did. Yeah, I mean, I, I think for me, the offensive line penalties, that was that was just so annoying. I mean, some of those calls were really ticky tacky. The the guy downfield illegally, some are legit holds. Um, but I mean, like the one Sam Alu, like went to go run block the guy and just kind of missed him. And they said he was downfield. It's, it's like, that's yeah. not what the point of the rule is at all. It's it's, you don't want the offensive lineman running down, uh, during blocks. Like he, he missed the guy. He wasn't, uh, you know, they, they go, Oh, he's five yards downfield. It was he like, wasn't me. No, yeah. he was three. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Three at the most, at it the was most. probably like two and a half. Um, that but Devontae yeah, they, Smith pick play was kind of ticky tacky too. Yeah. yeah, that that one was also like he tried to get out of his way. Um, there definitely seemed to be some home or you know away cooking for the refs there. I, you know, th- there were a couple legit ones. Like I think that holding was legit. Um, that face mask where they took down Kirk Cousins, I think that was a legit thing. But I am <laughs> I am slightly concerned about the offensive line. Not too much, but. The penalties, the way they kind of got beat a little bit against Detroit, um, you know, slightly, slightly worrisome. And yeah, not scoring any points in the second half. I think Hertz nailed it uh, in his postgame press conference. Everyone wanted to, you know, give him all this praise. But being a being a guy who just puts his nose in the grindstone, he didn't want to hear anybody. He wanted to talk about how, hey, we got to finish these drives. 
Um, and, and I think that's certainly true, especially in the second half. I mean, the block field goal, obviously that's not the offense's fault, but, um, they should have figured out a way to get a touchdown there in the second half. I know some of it was field position, et cetera, but, um, yeah, that was, that was certainly disappointing. I don't know if I'm concerned. I, I think you could also look at it like optimistically where they almost have, I don't even know if they've reached their ceiling offensively because it does feel like man, if they just clicked on a little bit more in the second half, or maybe didn't have a couple of those bullshit penalties or, you know, the, the gain, well, um, you know, bounce right off his hands for an interception, uh, even though it was a pretty good ball, like a couple of those plays break, right. And they, you know, they're, they put up 40, like the Buffalo bills. So I think there might even be another gear. The offense can get to. No, I hear you, Sean. I, I agree. I mean, Jalen, Jalen played great. And back to your, I know you were talking about the MVP. I mean, you, you said, right, that he's gone third now in odds. I think who's been yes. before him, Allen and who else? Allen and Mahomes. <clears throat> yeah. And I don't know what their primetime games are, but I mean, I think Jalen actually has, I hate to put this out there, but a decent chance at winning simply because of the amount of primetime games we have and the fact that he started off so hot. I mean, we have, Cowboys on Sunday night football, who shouldn't be too difficult, but we'll see. <laughs> Texans Thursday night, the Commanders Monday night, and then I believe we have another Sunday night football game. And we even have the Christmas Eve game against the Cowboys, where I know there's other teams playing, but uh, there's three games Christmas Day. So you're not having nearly as many uh, other games happening. So he's going to have a lot of eyes on him this season. And if he can play the way that he played last night, I mean, he's got a really good chance. Yeah, just to put a damper on Justin's uh, theory there, um, I just quick Googled that in 12 teams have a maximum of five primetime games, and both the Bills and the Chiefs are in that category. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Jalen has a good chance, though. No, I, mean, I, I agree with you. I'm just a little five nugget games. that I just quick Googled. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, you know, Mahomes has already won one. I do think, I think almost Josh Allen, I mean, they're both going to be tough to up seat, but I think at least for winning the MVP, what he has going for him is the storyline, you know, like the writers always want to give it to someone new and hype someone new up. So I, I think that is, uh, that is, uh, you know, one of the, but I mean that he certainly has that going for him, but you know, maybe to, we're, to, maybe we're getting a little ahead of ourselves to me, Josh Allen's the clear front runner. I mean, he's playing like crazy. Um, and I think the bills are a team that, that are easy to root for as well. Yeah, they're they're going to be tough to compete with. Um, fun random nugget I came across. I don't. I cannot confirm or deny it yet. Uh, but apparently, uh, the Eagles punt returner. I know Justin, you're a huge fan. Uh, Britton Covey wasn't allowed into the Eagles it's Covey, parking Sean, lot. Covey, Covey, Britton Covey wasn't allowed into the Eagles parking lot. Again, this is a random thing on Twitter, so I can't speak to the truthfulness of it. Um, but uh, according to Howard Eskin uh, from this tweet, the punt returner who was elevated from the practice squad on Monday afternoon, tried to park his car in the player's lot, but the attendants didn't believe he was a player and would not let him into the lot. He ended up parking elsewhere among tail several tailgaters who apparently didn't recognize him either. That is, that is just great. Um, How does that even happen? Don't they get like a pass or something? Yeah. <laughs> I, I imagine you get some sort of card you swipe. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, Britton Covey also not a household name, but you think they might recognize him. Uh, and that's pretty great. Oh, and speaking of, um, 
speaking of punt returners, uh, Jalen Rager in his revenge game. Uh, not a not a great revenge game. Not really much uh, going on for the Ragman. Although, if you would have muffed the punt. That would probably have been the loudest you've heard the link since like the NFC championship game. <laughs> I mean, the way they were booing him and just the ball is hanging up in the air and just, man, if he would have dropped one of those, oh, the place would have been ecstatic. Taking a quick break to talk about no house advantage. They're changing the game with the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. They got pick them contests where you can win up to $250,000 in cash. Are you kidding me? And you can go uh, up against the house and win 20 extra entry. If all your picks hit again, five player props, not only the NFL, but also MLB PGA MMA NASCAR Again, no house advantage. Uh, check them out. Experience daily fantasy sports redefined. Uh, it is a lot of fun. If you like betting over under uh, player props, and who does it? There, there are tons of fun. You got to go to nohouseadvantage.com. Use the promo code SGPN. That's nohouseadvantage.com. Promo code SGPN. Download their app. Get a first deposit match up to $25. Nohouseadvantage.com. Promo code SGPN. Also brought to you by promoguy.us. It is the place to go if you're interested. Plus EV betting strategies. We got daily updates and odds, boosts, and huge cash bonuses from all the major sports books. And they got a VIP Discord group that puts even deeper EV analytics at your fingertips. I gotta say, we've been looking at their daily promo updates, and they are some of the most informative in the game. They don't simply tell you what team is probable to win, but where you'll get the best odds and how to track down and cash in big on constantly changing promotions. If you're not already using mathematical models to help with your picks, you are missing out on an insanely valuable tool. And the best part is that Promo Guy is run by a small team of passionate sports fans dedicated to building a well-informed, better betting community. Go to promoguy.us and check out their 100% tracked and transparent proven method for betting smarter. So make sure you check them out, promoguy.us. Last but not least, Sleeper. That's right. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform. Millions of players. And again, you got to check out their new over-unders integrated right into the platform. It is uh, it is so much fun taking the over-under. And again, if your league's already in Sleeper, uh, just hit the over-under game. Use promo code SGP. 100% deposit match up to $100. Sleeper.com slash SGP. Get that Hundred percent deposit match up to one hundred dollars on your first deposit, and uh, sleeper.com/sgp on your mobile phone, and you can copy our picks and play along. It is a ton of fun. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. And we're back on the Diehard Eagles podcast. All right, moving over to some season talk. Uh, first off, last week we talked about, hey, if you had to today, gun to your head. Would you sign Jalen Hurts to a long-term deal? I, of course, made the very wise decision to sign him to a long-term deal. Got a great price on it. Rob, you were hesitant. Are you regretting not signing Hurts to that long-term deal last week? And and now the price is skyrocketed. I'm kind of joking, but I do think this really uh, has an impact, this game in particular. Again, we're only judging it off of two games, but I think this does have an impact on his asking price when it comes to resigning. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it will. Um, do I regret it? No. Um, would I sign him <laughs> after this week? No. I mean, wow. look, he's, cl- he's clearly trending in the right direction. Um, I want him to be the guy, um, but you know, I need to see a little sample size. We've now seen two games. 
Um, you know, the, the, if you go back one more game before that, he was not good at all last season. Um, so let's see him put together a little run here and then look, we'll happily extend him. We'll happily pay him, but you know, let's make sure he's the guy, you know, anyone can go on a, a, a great two week run. Uh, I'm not saying I think that's what it is. I, I think, uh, you know, he's showing that he is taking steps and I think that's great. Um, but I'm still not rushing to sign the extension today. Rob, I hope you know if it keeps going up, you can't call customer service to try and get a discount on this one. <laughs> there's, a, there's no talking your way out of it. I trust Howie. <laughs> yeah, and, and again, it's interesting. You compare some of the other quarterbacks they were possibly in the market for. Russell Wilson um, looks pretty shitty. Uh, Deshaun Watson, 11-game suspension. And now we have Jalen Hurts still on the rookie contract and two first round picks. I mean, again, don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but imagine we are lucky enough to make it into the playoffs. Say we have a decent seed. Maybe we win a couple games who knows, but imagine that. And then we have two first round picks to start next season. Uh, it's, it's just really, again, kudos to Howie. I, I know I've been critical of him. I feel like any Eagle fan or commentator has been critical of Howie at some point, but I mean, Justin, you can't ask anything more from Howie right now, right? No, I mean, he's put together a well, <clears throat> a well-organized team. Uh, I just looked at somebody posted something about like what we did with our money due to the fact that Hertz was, is so cheap and on his rookie deal still. And I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's mixed it up well and he's gotten us talent and he never seems to overpay. You could argue that AJ Brown, could have initially been an overpay, but for what he's been able to do to our team and how dynamic we are on offense at the moment, I mean, I think I think the price was fair, if not a bargain at this point, to see what we've been able to do with him and what he's been able to open up for us. I mean, I think the AJ <clears throat> Brown trade was a steal, quite honestly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's he's so young. Uh, it's not you know he's what 24? 24? Um, uh, you know, which is so young in his career. You're getting a proven guy, and he just looks you know he just looks great out there. He's physical. He's fast. He's just, he really has opened up a whole nother level. And I, I mean, you know, talking about trades, but you know, another trade that's proved to be a, a fantastic trade is that slay trade. I mean, we gave up a third and a fifth round pick for him for someone who's proven to be a number one cornerback in the league. Um, I mean, that's a steal in my mind. You also look at guys like, like TJ Edwards, I know it took him a little while to come around, but he had a great game last night. And I know a couple of people are talking about him um, just due to the fact that, you know, he's covering guys in some situations. He's able to stop the run in other situations. Um, and it, his tackling has gotten much better since last season. So, I mean, that's that's another situation where, I mean, kudos to find a guy who um, isn't well known and is able to step up and make some plays for us. Yeah, no, I mean, TJ Edwards has been a nice, nice story. Uh, and yeah, I mean, again, kudos to Howie, like guys like Sweat, um, who is, had been kind of a little quiet. They re-signed him at a good price, given his injury history. He had a, he had a sack and some pressures. Fletcher Cox uh, showing signs of life. I mean, the entire defense uh, was alive and well. And, and again, that's kind of why I liked the Eagles in the game. I, I just didn't feel like it was a letdown spot for them. And, you know, the Vikings coming off that big win against green Bay and then going on the road Monday night. And of course, Kirk cousins Monday night, it was just a lot of, a lot of factors aligning. 
All right. Before we get to uh, week three predictions, I feel like we got to talk about, you know, are we are you a little worried that the narrative has already changed so much that maybe we're getting a little ahead of ourselves? Uh, There's a local Philly radio guy like putting out a screenshot. Hey, I'm already booking my flight for the Super Bowl. Um, There was some funny tweets about how. You know, the uh, America simply doesn't have the infrastructure to support a Bills Eagles Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, that 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 scenario certainly is pretty funny. And it makes sense that people would bring it up. You know, two teams having big Monday night wins at home, uh, you know, the, the public jumping on the bandwagon. But at, at anytime the bandwagon's forming, I get a little nervous. Rob, are you nervous at all that they're talking Super Bowl contenders? I'm not nervous as long as the noise stays external, you know, as long as the team stays grounded, um, you know, they can control their own destiny. Uh, I think Hertz has the right mindset. It seems like he's never pleased. He never, you know, he always says he never gets too high, never gets too low. And, and, you know, it really does seem like that. So hopefully that rubs off on the team. So, I I mean, the answer is no, if you're a good team, you're going to get noticed and, you know, hopefully they're a good team. Yeah. My only concern is the fact that, I mean, Detroit actually looks better than what we initially thought they were, um, you know, based on uh, this past week's game. I actually don't know how good the Vikings are still. I mean, they they seem to be our top opponent at this point. But uh, I'm just curious, you know, how difficult are these teams that we played? We're going to go play Washington, who doesn't look that great. So once we get, you know, what looks to be a legitimate contender, I am curious to see how well we play against them. Uh, Just simply because, you know, last season we finally ran into to a buzzsaw in the Bucks in the playoffs in it. And, you know, we, we kind of showed our true colors and everybody was, you know, kind of looking at that, wondering what we were going to be able to do. And obviously we didn't live up uh, well. We didn't play well in that game. Yeah. No, I think what'll be interesting is when we play a team that has a really good quarterback and I don't have the schedule up, so I'm not sure when that comes, but I think that was when we really struggled last year. You know, we had teams thrown for, uh, you know, 75, 80% against us. So uh, hopefully Gannon's adjusted. Hopefully he's learned from that, but that that'll be when we get a true test when we, we play an elite quarterback. The Arizona game will actually be kind of interesting. I think I know Kyler's not amazing, but the fact that he's just so mobile, um, I'm curious to see kind of what we end up doing against him. Yeah, no, he's, he's weird. I, I, I just can't make sense of like why he would actually be good in the NFL. Cause he's so small, but then he's got that like rocket arm, you know, of a shortstop and just the way he ran around in that backfield and just so hard to take down. It was, it was insane that the, the Raiders lost that game and, and that the Cardinals pulled that up. Uh, all right. Moving over to week three of the National Football League, the Eagles head to D.C. to take on the Washington Commanders facing off against Commander Carson revenge game for the Eagles, maybe a revenge game for the commander himself. Carson Wentz we will start with the offense first. Uh, Rob, let you kick it off. What do you see as, as the keys to winning the game for the offense? I just want to see the same thing. I want to see them come out and have a diverse attack, spread the ball around. I mean, you know, I I feel I'm going to be saying this most weeks now going forward, but I I really think, you know, just being a balanced team and and let Hertz throw it, you know, get Miles Sanders some touches. That's really all I want to see. And, you know, one thing that was interesting, and I, I heard, 
some people talking about it, I think on the radio that we did kind of adjust our attack week one to week two, you know, week one, I think we ran more RPO, some things like that. You know, yesterday there was a lot of Hertz in the shotgun throwing pistol like formation so, too. Yeah. So I'm happy to see that, you know, I, I want to see us have an attack that we kind of adjust week to week to attack the other teams, you know, perceived weakness. And it seems like the first two weeks we've done that. And I would, I just want to see that going forward. Yeah, I mean, if you've watched um, the, the game, the Washington and the Jags game, um, the Washington and the Lions game, like there are there are tons of opportunities for this Washington defense or, or opportunities on this Washington defense. One, I think they're definitely open to be exploited with the deep ball. So I think Quez Watkins get him involved and then middle of the field as well. Like there are just some really soft spots in this Washington defense. Um, they're really struggling by pressuring the passer. And again, I, I think uh, Dallas Goddard in particular will be able to have a big game over the middle. Uh, and, and I don't think they could have, they don't have anyone that can guard AJ Brown. I think you could say that for a lot of teams, um, you know, the Eagles, I really like the game plan that Steichen and, um, you know, Nick Sirianni put together. I mean, that really was just, it was really great play calling. I mean, some of it maybe was just the Vikings sitting back, but whatever it was, they were guys were in the right spots. He was uh, Hertz was hitting them in stride and everything was flowing, but I think really you can't be afraid to keep taking the deep shots. Uh, obviously the offensive line and penalties and then got her uh, work in the middle, I think uh, are some huge things to, to talk about. What about you, Justin? <laughs> you took it off, Sean. Um, I, I took a lot. Well, there's, there's, why don't you talk about miles Sanders? I feel like we didn't talk about him <laughs> at all. And he had, he's had two, like, maybe not, you know, crazy games statistically, but two really good games. What's your take on miles? Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, he's, he was clutch actually last game. I mean, he kind of pulled us through in the end when we just needed to get some first downs and, and work some time off the clock. Um, he's essential in that key role. Uh, I was hoping that he could break one last game. Seems like every now and then, if you could give him, you know, at least 20 touches, one of those is going to go the distance or, or get a decent clip. Uh, but he's played well for us so far. Nothing too flashy, though. Um, I do think the key for us to win the game, though, is just the offensive line and protecting Hurts. Um, this game, uh, I know their defensive line, I think from PFF, was ranked number two. That was back in June, though. Um, and, you know, uh, they had three sacks last game. Hurts is obviously much more mobile than golf. But I think, you know, if we could just – get our offensive line back in order um, by hurts a little bit more time. I, I think we'll do even better than we've been. Yeah. I mean, and I, I don't know, maybe uh, I don't know what's going on with the uh, Washington, but man, like they lions passed all over them. The Jags even passed all over them, uh, but being the Jags, they couldn't get the W, but I, I, there's going to be opportunities. Um, and I think just mentally the Eagles, it, this could be, I, I mean, the fact that it's a division game and it's against Carson makes me feel better about it. But again, after a big win on Monday night, going on the road, that is let down city. Um, you know, and I think, the, the fact that they're playing Carson, it's a division game, I, I think will hopefully keep them focused. But that could be a real concern as well. Taking a quick break to talk about the Elias game plan app. 
course, you guys uh, probably already heard of the Elias Sports Bureau. They got tons of great nuggets for the NFL, and now they're helping you win in fantasy and gambling. Love my Elias game plan app. Got a great nugget here on the uh, strengths versus weaknesses, Eagles and Commanders. The Eagles' uh, strength continues to be their running game. They are averaging 189.5 yards per game on the ground. That is second in the NFL. On the contrary, Commanders are allowing 157 rush yards per game the first two weeks, 28th in the league. Uh, the Commanders gave up 191 yards on the ground in their week two loss to Detroit. So don't be surprised the Eagles pound the rock against the Commanders. And again, love the Elias game plan app. Tons of great nuggets, tons of great tips. And all you got to do is uh, check them out in the App Store or Google Play Store. E-L-I-A-S. That's E-L-I-A-S. Game Plan app. Download it. And then use the promo code SGPN15. Get 15% off your annual subscription. That's the Elias Game Plan app. Promo code SGPN15. Last but not least, we're brought to you by Run Your Pool VIP, a brand new subscription service from our buddies over at Run Your Pool. Help you get an extra edge against the books, plus exclusive access to real money pools. Uh, they're running a season-long pool with a guaranteed $100,000 payout. They have exclusive data to help you with your weekly picks, premium content, like in-depth guides for how to dominate your pools, and exclusive swag. The top line here is uh, the top line here. Is if you're a serious sports fan, you got to check them out. Go to runyourpool.com slash VIP. Use the promo code SGPN VIP. Get 50% off your first month. That is runyourpool.com slash VIP. Promo code SGPN VIP for 50% off your first month of Run Your Pool VIP. And we're back on the Diehard Eagles podcast. Uh, Rob, what about the defense? What do, you, what do we got to do? I think we got to keep the pressure on Wentz. Um, I mean, come on, who doesn't want a turnover or two uh, from this game? And I, I think, you know, he's proven that he'll make a couple great throws. He'll play for a lot of yard. He'll, you know, throw for a lot of yards, but he'll have that play or two where he just, you know, either makes a dumb throw or he fumbles or or something will happen. And I think we need to capitalize on that and get a turnover from him. Yeah, I'm with Rob here. I think it all comes down to our defensive line, actually. They kind of, they, the blitzing worked out well last game, but I feel like they're still not getting the sacks that they should be. Um, Wentz, I mean, he's been mobile, mobile in the past, but this season he's only rushed twice so far and it's only been for 23 yards. Seems like he's just sticking in the pocket now these days. So um, I think if we can, you know, attack that offensive line, I know it's top 10 at the moment. Um, I, I think maybe we could get some pressure on him, as Rob's saying, and I think it really does come down to them and the amount of pressure that they can get on him. Because if he is relaxed, I mean, Wentz does have a decent arm and he can make some splash plays. We'd probably yeah. have a better chance of getting some sacks if uh, our our top pass rusher who we signed in the offseason <laughs> wasn't dropping back in coverage. But <laughs> They weren't putting us on, Reddick. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> you got you to gotta get some Gannon shots. Um, no, I, I do. I think they're going to bring the house. I mean, what's the really difference between Kirk cousins and Carson Wentz? I mean, yeah. Wentz can hit some deep stuff. Uh, Jahan Dotson, unfortunately the Penn state kid has looked really good for the commanders and you know, Carson Wentz is like top three, uh, in, in passing yardage. He's up there. Uh, he's tied for the lead league in uh touchdowns thrown with seven, but the problem is he also, he just has that pocket presence or complete lack of presence where he'll just stay in the pocket for that extra second, second and a half. And 
you know, the strip sacks, the hitting him while he's trying to throw the goal for Sunday for the Eagles is to get Carson Wentz to do one of his left-handed throws as he's being sacked. If we can get, <laughs> if we can get one of those where he's like throwing it with his off hand, uh, we'll be in good shape. And, and again, that's why I like the Eagles for the game. We'll get to the uh, player of the game, final score prediction, but um, I, I think the Wentz turnovers again, you know, that's why Hertz is so good. He plays such a clean game. Uh, and, and I think that will be the difference, but what about us? What about us? The Eagles fans? I'm really dialed in with my setup right now. I got the Hertz Jersey camo SGP hat, my chain, not a necklace that <laughs> I wear. <laughs> I don't start the game wearing it, but at a, you know, like last, uh, last night's game, it was 14 to seven. I could tell we needed a little momentum boost, put the chain on and, uh, you know, close the game out 10, zero run. So the chain will be near me. It'll be around. I won't start the game with it. It's something I go to, but what about you, Justin? What are you doing to help the Eagles win this week? Oh, uh, I'm going to do, I think probably what I did this week. I mean, get, uh, get the daughters in some Eagles gear, sent my daughter to school in a, in an Eagle shirt, and then the other one to the sitter in an Eagles onesie. Um, and this week, actually, I changed it up. I went back to my Super Bowl shirt. That's what I wore the 2017 season. Uh, I might do the same. It just seemed like it worked out well. Love, love seeing the way it hurts played. What about you, uh, Rob? Yeah, I went a little uh, unconventional this week. I wore uh, no Eagles gear for the game. I decided to make them earn it. Uh, and it worked. So, uh, you know, I got a decision to make this week. Do I go back to the Eagles gear or do I keep making them earn it? So uh, we'll have to see. That's an interesting way of putting the, uh, saying that you jinx them when you wear the Eagles gear. <laughs> well, now, now, I, uh, yeah, yeah, we, we, we really could have a dilemma on our hands <laughs> because what if, what if Rob doesn't wear any Eagles gear this week? They win. Rob doesn't wear any Eagles gear next week. They win. And then we are faced with the game against the Arizona Cardinals. Are you really going to fly out to Arizona for a game and not wear any Eagles gear? Rob, your, your head must be spinning. No, I'm going to have to go back. I can't, (laughs) I can't risk that. I mean, uh, plus I got those sweet Eagle sneakers that I got on clearance. Oh yes. Rock rock for the game. And uh, obviously, if you want some sweet Eagles gear, hit up uh, hit up the SGPN store, store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Not only do we have the diehard Eagles gear, but uh, we also have SGP, uh, the Sunday collection. So you can get a Kelly Green SGP shirt that says Fly Eagles Fly. Um, pretty badass, if I do say so myself. All right. Player of the game and final score prediction. Uh, Justin, you started off. What do you got? Um, final score prediction. I'm going to say it's 31, 17 Eagles. If all goes according to plan, um, player of the game, I'm going to say Devonte Smith. Um, Ooh. you know, you got a couple of grabs last game. Um, and it seems like people are starting to shift towards AJ's side, you know, taking, uh, he's taking up a lot of eyes. So I think Devonte could have one. I like it. I like it. Rob. What do you got? Player of the game, final score prediction. Final score, I'm going to say 34 to 14. Um, I think the Eagles win it. Um, You know, player of the game, I think it is going to go back to A.J. Brown. I know he's getting a lot of attention, but the problem is you just – 
you can't sell out on him because the other guys are just so good. And I think this is the week that he finally gets his first uh, touchdown for the Eagles. Yeah, it's it's interesting. As dominant as he's been, he hasn't gotten a touchdown yet. I think you're right. I think he's due. I'm going to go Dallas Goddard, player of the game. I just think there's going to be a ton of opportunities. And I feel like he's done well historically against Washington. Um, and for me, I'm going to go 38-21. Eagles get the win. They roll. Carson Wentz turns it over three times. I'm predicting three Carson Wentz turnovers, Eagles wow. get it done and move on to three and oh, thank you everyone for tuning in the diehard Eagles podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate and review. Give us a follow on Twitter at diehard Eagles 52 for the diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green for Rob for Justin go birds, go, go birds. birds.